bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. All right, yes, it is, and here we are. I can't hear myself. I can hear you. Great. Now I can hear myself. All right, the Modern Eater Show, 606 in the Mile High City. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker. Big show lined up tonight, Jay. There's a lot of action going on. There's a lot of uh, kombucha, whiskey, uh, among other things. And I'm trying to uh, multitask with social media at the same time. Mm-hmm. Work on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, did a, I did a little Facebook Live, so you can go to the Modern Eater Facebook page and kind of see exactly what's going on in here. Uh, big fan, Top Chef. Huge fans. And here's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, friends mm-hmm. are on the show this year. So Top Chef, just to catch up, Colorado-based. Uh, it was filmed here. Yeah, you're, you, you can't hear yourself either? All right. Uh, you just need to put him in program is all that is. There you go. He's got it now. Um, Top Chef, here's the reason why. So Colorado filmed, right? Mm-hmm. And two of the contestants are here local. Correct. So from Colorado Springs, Brother Luck, four by Brother Luck. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. His smile just brightens up a room. We went down and did a video with him back in the day where he made some uh, chicharrones for us on video. Easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. And they were delicious. They were delicious. Uh, Carrie Baird. It, we're in love with this gal. She's just a <laughs> Chef Carrie Baird Bardot. We went and had dinner there Thursday evening for the viewing of Top Chef. They have it on the TVs at the bar lively crowd place was popping off it was packed and rightfully so because um not only is carrie baird the chef there um the food is delicious it was it was beyond delicious and and if we can when we get into it i want to tell you my favorite things that i had there yeah absolutely so we'll do that next segment um so about 6 15 we're gonna break early and we're gonna go uh by phone like we do every single week now to check in with Carrie Baird, who will be in the kitchen at Bardot, mm-hmm. and Chef Brother Luck, who will be in the kitchen at Four by Brother Luck. So uh, looking forward to that. In the meantime and in between time, let me tell you who's on the show tonight. So uh, we'll introduce him right now, Juan Padro, uh, owner of Bardo and Senior Bear and Highland Tappenberger. He's got quite the resume, and the guy's just running around. Uh, Juan, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me yeah, here, guys. Good to see you here, man. Um, just fresh off a of flight, right? Yeah, fresh off a of flight from Puerto Vallarta. Oh, look at that. He's, I, when I went down to get him, he's getting out of the Uber with his with his carry. I'm like, man, did, did you like Uber over here? He's like, yeah, I Ubered over here. You from know? the airport? I did. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I was worried I wasn't going to make it in time. Oh, man. It was so, it's so nice of you to join us here. First of all, um, you've got to be thrilled with Carrie Baird, right? Yeah, she's a tremendous person. Absolutely. You know, first and foremost, so she's humble and um, and uh, she works hard and uh, she's always trying to better herself and those are the characteristics that I look for in, in any person that works for us and, and she's a good example of that. Absolutely a good example and I think you hit it right on, just a, a great person all the way around. And you think, okay, so, you know, she's on Top Chef and she's getting a little bit of this stardom. <clears throat> it doesn't affect her at all, at all, zero. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think she was a little nervous about it, and there's a lot of unknowns, and there still are a lot of unknowns, but she's handled it really well, and again, that's a testament to, you know, probably her parents and how she was brought up, and 
uh, and who she is and what she believes in. So, yeah. So it, you lost her for two months, though, didn't you, during the filming of Top Chef? Yeah, I was right prior to her getting uh, promoted to executive chef. So when she was actually on the show, she was not executive chef. Uh, I mean, that was Max McKissick, who's my partner over there, uh, along with Katie uh, O'Shea and. Uh, Max really did a, a really great job, um, you know, preparing her for that role uh, and preparing her for Top Chef, as well as Blake, uh, who's the executive chef over at uh, over at Senor Bear. And uh, so, yeah, they, those guys uh, they worked with her, you know, day and night um, to to get her ready to take over at Bardo. So we're we're, we're really pleased with where she's at and. Um, kind of one of those things where you got you have to make a position for her like that, right? Coming off a of Top Chef, or was that not a variable at all? No, it wasn't a variable. No, I mean she, uh, you know, she earned uh, that role with hard work and yeah. and, uh, and like I said, with character. Um, so if she wasn't ready for that role. She certainly would not be in that role. So. She's smoking them right now on Top Chef. Yeah. She's just doing so well. Yeah. Uh, she made great. it. So this last episode, <clears throat> I don't know whether you you're traveling, so you may not have seen it, but. Um, they were camping, and Carrie, she's a camper. That's she's right. a, but what she chose to cook was a uh, upside down cake, and it was just so. It's like, oh no, this is not going to turn out well. You're going to try and make a Dutch. That sounds pretty risky. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was. It Jay Parker here. It was scary, you know, especially when you watch a show like that yeah. and you know somebody mm-hmm. personally, and so you have like a, a vested interest in how well they do, and you get nervous for them. And when when she was like, "I'm going to make a cake." And their camp, I'm like, Carrie, don't make a cake. You're camping, you know, and I know everything when you're watching. And it was it was scary. Well, and you know how production is, too. Of course, um, you know, how the producers portrayed it is they showed a couple burnt ones. They showed Mm -hmm. that, you know, they made it look like, oh, this is not going to end well for her at all. Hey, do you know Brother Luck? Uh, I met him at the uh, the premiere. Um, it, it was actually after the Maven Hotel. Uh, they all came up. His group and entourage all came up to uh, Bardo to eat some pizzas and uh, and relax a little bit before they went back to Colorado Springs. So uh, he's a really nice guy. So with Carrie and brother on in the next segment, do you have a question locked and loaded for Carrie? Oh man, I have a few questions. So we'll, we'll be we'll be prepared. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll, We'll hammer. <laughs> it's like showtime with this guy because yeah. uh, so you said I was out of the studio. I walked back in. You were doing a little Facebook live video, which you can find on the Modern Eater Facebook page. But what did you say? You just said say something interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of being uh, goofy, yeah, you know, cheeky. and I and I yeah, and I wasn't expecting a serious answer. I sure. kind of expected him to just go like, yeah, man, how you, how you doing? Okay, I got off a plane, you know, twenty minutes ago. Leave me alone. And uh, he blew my he he went into this thing and from Mexico, and I'm not I don't even want to tell yeah. you what it is. I want to no, make no, you, go make you go the, watch yeah, it on Facebook. But this. he blew my mind. He you, blew my mind. You've absolutely got to see it. All right. So without further ado, I got to tell you. Um, the rest of the guys that are in studio with us, because this is a really cool lineup here tonight. Um, our, our guy, uh, new sponsor of the show. We've just been hanging out as pals, and, and we, we just think the world of him. So uh, from Growers Organic, Brian Freeman's here with us again tonight. Good evening, good evening. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. Uh, Top Chef, you were there with us at dinner on Thursday evening. Oh, it was incredible. The it food was, incredible. was just a home run, right? Oh, the tartare. That was, I think, that stood one, out for one, you? Of, one of the highlights, yeah. Yeah, for the sure. Brussels sprouts were... Brussels sprouts with that with with basil and the cream pizza special basil sauce. Get out of here, man! What did they kale, do? To, yeah, kale the pizza? kale that they marinated and uh, oh, massage. That wasn't oh, massage. That was massage, man. Come on, get it right. 
<laughs> it was, well, whatever it was is delicious. I had the uh, ink, the ink, uh, squid, ink. squid, squid ink. Thank you, the tagliarini. That's the one I had, and I could. I'm so happy he's the, uh, Juan's here to d- correct me because I couldn't remember what it's called. But it was mussels, and I'll tell you this much, Juan, about the spice to it is the spice was so perfect because I love heat, right? But I don't like slowing down when I'm eating something, right? Because of the heat. Yeah, this was consistent. right on point to where mm-hmm. you could yeah. feel it and it's like, wow, like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is spicy, but you don't slow down eating well, it. Well, and perfect. you keep going because you're like, is this gonna, is this flavor profile going to stay with this dish? You know, and you keep going back to it. Like, did did I taste that? I was genuinely upset. My mouth is watering. I was, <laughs> I was genuinely upset that you guys ate some of that pasta because I picked it out specifically, and then we started this group eating thing, and I had to bottle it inside as I sat there and go like, these guys are eating my pasta right now. This is just ridiculous. Oh, but the truth was, was he kept moving it around the table. It was not. We were, yeah, that's right. I kept moving it to my side. <laughs> to this day, my favorite dish we've ever done. All right, it's, really? Yes. Yes. There, there you go. You go. Uh, Juan Padre right there. Uh, next hour, equally as cool. So uh, Dustin Evans from Rocker Spirits. We always like to catch up with Dustin. It's a rare night off. He's in studio with us. I'm down with the brown. His whiskey is to the moon. Uh, also um, dealing with the rum and the vodka, of mm-hmm. course, right? Yeah, I mean, so, hey, listen, uh, Rocker does it right. And then another thing that I geek out on, and so it's just a pleasure and a treat for me. Um, this next two hours, we're gonna we're gonna get really geeky with some kombucha. Mm-hmm. Say kombucha. I love how Jay says it. Kombucha. It's not okay, man. Hey, well, listen. I'll save him because he doesn't have a microphone. But when we get to Toby, yeah. uh, I want. Right, we'll you know, I'm the freak. You are. It's kombucha. Hey, listen. All right, we need to break. We're gonna do that. We're gonna come back. Top Chef. It's the name of the game. Season 15. Uh, our very own here in Denver, Carrie Baird from Bardot and Brother Luck down at 4 by Brother Luck. They'll be on the phone next, and we'll be catching up on this last episode that aired Thursday evening on the Bravo Network at 8 p.m. You can catch it every Thursday night on Bravo at 8 p.m. We'll be back in a flash. It is the Modern Eater Show right here, iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at BrewsBeers.com. 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from Four My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. It gets me every time that laugh of Carrie Baird's is so contagious, and it's just uh, indicative to the type of gal that she is, just so upbeat and happy. Um, season 15, like I said, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, the Modern Eater Show, in studio with us right now. Uh, Juan Padro, owner of Bardo and Senior Bear and Highland Tappen Burger, and Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. We're going to get right to work, you guys. What do you say? Let's get them online right now. And on the VIP line from Bardo in the kitchen is Chef Carrie Baird. And we have also have uh, Brother Luck from 4 by Brother Luck. Checking in with him every week. It airs on the Bravo Network. It's Top Chef. It's season 15, 8 p.m. on Bravo, Thursday evenings. Uh, there they are. Welcome back, you guys, Carrie and Brother. Hi, guys. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> What's happening, you guys? Another great episode in the books. First of all, thank you. You're the hostess with the mostess over there at Bardo. We joined you for dinner on Thursday evening and got to watch the episode of Top Chef with you, Carrie. Thank you. You're welcome. It was really fun to have you guys here. Thursdays are fun at Bardo. <laughs> so your, uh, your boss is here with us tonight. Hi, Juan. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> hey, brother. Uh, you killed it this last episode, but you almost killed yourself. You ran into the kitchen there, and you were supposed to grab all your goodies, and you took a little spill there, my man. Uh, forward motion got a hold of you? You know, you know I, I thought I fell pretty gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> they made it seem like you took out all the food and the eggs were all broken. Was it as bad a spill as they portrayed? Well, you know, I figured if I was going to fall like that and I didn't get to the product first, which I was, I was on track to do, then nobody was getting the product first. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you guys. So this episode, it's all about camping. And so I got to say, Carrie, you seem like you were in your element, brother, not so much. You know, I, I don't know. I was it was cold. Element, like, but, uh... nobody was comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> brother, you were given, uh, what, what did you call Carrie? You called her Mrs. Wilderness? I call her MacGyver. I mean, she's like over there with soup cans and she's turning them into, you know, silver platters and sheet tray jacks. And it, it was crazy. So set the stage, brother. <laughs> what was what were you guys tasked with with your camping mission? What did they want from you? Uh, they wanted us to freeze our balls off. <laughs> did it work? Yeah, they wanted it to hurt. <laughs> So you guys, you guys had to camp out in the wilderness, and at the same time, you had to cook over a fire. Juan, are you, do you like to camp? Uh, on the beach. On the beach. Right. <laughs> Cooking with fire. Juan. Go ahead. Sorry, brother. I said I'm, I'm hanging with Juan. That sounds legit. That's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it warm, you know. Get that rum flowing. Keep but, it going. Yeah, I want to camp it. So maybe, maybe we'll take a big. Maybe we'll take a trip together when the season's over. You guys can decompress a little bit. I got a few, a few places in mind. We'll bring the guys. We'll do a. We'll do a road show with the Modern Eater. What oh, do think? done, yeah. done. Uh, so here it is. And I didn't even have to invite myself. Yeah, he did it for me. That's right. Usually I'm angling on like how I can get in on something, but it was already done. I'm Latin. For us. It's all about the hospitality. Business. I love it, man. Uh, so cooking with fire. In all seriousness, you guys, it's not an easy endeavor because it's all, temperature, 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 right? 
yeah, it's hard. And, you know, like keeping the fire going or slowing it down, it's definitely, it's, it's not easy your first, first go around. Brother, what did you choose to cook, my friend? I don't think it's that I got the shoes. I just grabbed what was left because, you know, I was on the ground. You know, I had to and I couldn't get up. So I got, I ended you were at the up bottom peasant. of a mosh pit. <laughs> so, uh, Jay Parker here, chefs. Uh, so, brother, you went with pheasant. Lemon. Yeah. Lemon and pheasant. You know, my I, it was a great dish, but, when you know, when you're sitting out there for, you know, over 26 hours, I mean, there's only so many times you can freeze the, the food and reheat it and freeze it and reheat it. It was, I think we were all just kind of past the point of being there, and I built a sledge. Hey, <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't hey, I made a sledge. Hey, Carrie, have you have you done that before with those cakes? Have you baked that Yeah, well, that let's before? set that up. So, Carrie, you chose to bake, and, and I think so risky, but uh, you came out on top with it. You, you chose to do an upside-down cake and make, like, a little Dutch oven, dig a hole and put coals in there. Did you, did you get that from your old man? Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't exactly how I did it on Top Chef the way he did it. He used to have this, like, proper, really heavy Dutch oven made for that. And it had the proper lid, and he would put precisely three coals on top of it. Um, I couldn't find the cast iron uh, little cups that I had hoped for, so I had to settle for those little tin coffee mugs, which were, they made it so hot. And so it was never my plan to dig that oven, but the fire was too hot to to cook my cake in it. So I, I improvised and built my own little oven in the cold wet ground (laughs) yeah and and props to you because the judges thought it was just absolutely delicious it looked delicious but of course with production they showed you burned a couple of them and you had to dig them out and start over and that one gal who's another contestant she actually helped you out a little bit oh yeah they actually um they don't show a ton of it but we help each other a lot throughout the season um absolutely i i did burn a couple but i made 12 and i only had to serve six so I was prepared for that. And like I said, the tin was a terrible conductor of heat. So it was it was very touchy. I sat there and turned them constantly. And, yeah, it wasn't so, that easy. So you guys actually <laughs> slept out there overnight, right? So you got out there kind of set up, and then you stayed the night, and then in the morning you cooked and then, and, and then presented your dishes. Is that how it went down? Mm-hmm, exactly. We definitely slept out there on the ground. Did all those <laughs> – hey, where did the hosts sleep? You know, those guys – they didn't sleep in, in tents, right? They had, like, a bus or something, didn't What'd they? What'd they have, brother? They had the family. They, they had night sleep at the Stanley. Oh, at the Stanley. Oh, because you were up in Estes. That's right. <laughs> I could see that. I, Enjoy, Chef. Yeah, I, I, saw the, I saw the judges, and I said, Jay, does it look like they slept outside? Come on. They look refreshed. No they look way. great. Yeah. Uh, you guys, so the two riskiest dishes, and one came out on top, one came out on the bottom, was the um, rabbit three ways. And is there something to that, you guys, to where uh, the three ways is a risky thing in any kind of cooking competition because you want to cook one thing very well is what they said? Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah, of that, yeah. bro? You know, I, I, I think there was a little bit more going on behind the scenes that they, they didn't touch on. Like what? Um, two, two, two was going through some uh, some, some frustration uh, that, you know, he, he, it just kind of got in his head. And I, and I think that's, that's where he you, you, get one, you get one distraction, and it, it, it truly it will throw you off your game. It's, uh, it was tough to watch it, it happen because two stayed in the same tent with me and Chris. So we were all we were all kind of bunked up together, but he was uh, he was feeling the pressure of the competition. Yeah, uh, and you could it was just a, a really nice uh, guy, and I'm sure he's a great chef, and and maybe short lived on the episode too. Um, Tu right? 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're working on getting him out here probably in the fall. Um, I I want to do a, I want to do a really fun dinner with two, and, and he's down. So we're just working on the details now. Yeah. So two went home. Brian Freeman, Growers Organic. <clears throat> Hey, both of you, I'm curious here. They're throwing all kinds of stuff at you, you know, making you sleep outside, cold weather. Are they uh, throwing any other kind of spirits at you and lubricating you at all and uh, making it even harder? Yeah, they they provide alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, they were talking about enjoying some s'mores and a beer there. It seems like a pretty well-behaved cast. Usually, who was the drunk on the cast? Come on. No comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> All right, we're going to throw it over to Juan real quick. Juan, uh, you you got a couple questions for Carrie. Yeah, you know, Carrie, they uh, they 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 wanted me to ask you a question. I have one question for you, and I'm going to put you on the spot, and I think you know where I'm going with it already. So, Carrie, I'm going to have to preface this with a, a real quick story. Uh, Carrie was doing an interview with a TV station at. Uh, Bardo during the day and I was sitting there I was standing behind the bar watching with our PR person and uh, I don't remember the question they asked but I hear Carrie say <clears throat> yeah I'm gonna go down to the opening at the Maven Hotel with my entourage and I was like what I'm your I'm in your entourage and I was thinking to myself Carrie what does it feel like that the owner of your restaurant is in your entourage now? <laughs> Good. Yeah. She, Did she hang up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? It's I can't hear you over this pizza oven. Hey, I wonder if we still have Carrie. Actually, TJ, why don't you check that? Check that. Uh, yeah, check that top line, TJ, and give uh, Carrie a, a call back. And in the meantime, I think this is so worth mentioning. <laughs> And uh, we might actually have to do that one. You might have scared her there, Juan. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> you might have scared her. Brother, congratulations. How many years? 15 years of marriage? 15 years of marriage. We're, we're, she, she's a trooper. She's a rock star. And uh, I'm uh, definitely married up, which is, a, which is a beautiful thing. What's your wife's name? Uh, my wife's name is Tina. Um, you know, the best part about that is I have a cool name, which is Brother Luck, but her maiden name is Turner. <laughs> Get out of here. Awesome. I can't even make that up. <laughs> you can't make that up at all. I so you're, you're heading off to Italy. Why Italy? Uh, she's always wanted to go since she's a little girl. And, uh, you know, I made a promise to her when I did Chop a year and a half ago, and uh, I got robbed at the end. So... I'm able to uh, to finally deliver on that promise, and uh, we're going to head to Tuscany and, and drink wine and eat lots of amazing food and, and see some amazing uh, you know pieces of art. Um, listen, man, it, you're, you're making dreams come true, and dreams are coming true for you. Uh, we love catching up with you every single week. I think uh, Juan Padre just freaked out, Carrie. She probably ran back to the kitchen. She's like, "Yes, she went to go bake a cake." Man, we're gonna catch up with you again next week. Uh, or no, actually, we're not. You're gonna be gone, right? I'm, I'm gonna be hiding in uh, Italy with Mrs. <laughs> this is just the obvious question, man. The timing is really strange for you. Are you off the episode, uh, the 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 series next week? Is that is that your last episode? Do you get voted out? You're, you're just going to have to stay through and watch. I'm not giving up nothing. Brother, please. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then on the other hand, I think, man, you're taking that you're making dreams come true. You, you won the 125000 didn't you? I mean, you saw Goodfellas where don't buy anything new. <laughs> don't buy anything new. You're getting new stuff here. 
Showing your wealth. Uh, Greg, uh, Jay Parker, I'll say this, man. The, the pressure that they must have on that show. I feel the pressure. The show's done and over with. And I feel that when you ask a question like that, I feel like I feel pressure and scared for him. I can't and even imagine say, standing. Yeah, I well, I just can't imagine being on the show and standing in front of the judge. Brother, there has to be more pressure than, than people really realize. You had mentioned sharing a tent with two and the pressure kind of got to him a little bit. There has to be more pressure than than we realize as somebody that sit, sits back and enjoys watching that show? Well, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing to remember is that you have you have a, a talented, talented group of chefs. Every one of us uh, can all cook. It, it, that's not even a question. Um, you know, but it, but it also is an entertainment show. It's a, it's a reality show where, you know, you're put into a living situation that most of us never experienced, and, and you have to... Um, adapt and, and evolve and then you're you're giving these these challenges which you know do they truly measure you as a chef or is it more about entertainment i think you know when when you see uh when you see us playing around with micro tools and, and kids stuff and you see us camping i mean it, it's tough because it's like that's not a real kitchen mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's tough it has to be scary when one of the judges uh says to you how do you think you did that's when you. That's when you know that you're you're having yeah, the wrong conversation. That is a tough one. I, I used to get called into the boss's office here at iHeart many moons ago, and she'd say to me, uh, "Why do you think you should be in trouble?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't think that I should be." That, that's management 101. That's right, brother. I, I, you know, I think I think the hard part is is, is watching the show. Um, you know, when when I watched the Heritage Dinner, uh, you know, I, I didn't land in the top. I didn't land in the bottom. And when you when you land in that position, you get no feedback. You you get no um, no direction on on how you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thought they hated that dirty rice dish. I, I never knew until I watched that episode. Um, you know, and the exact opposite when when I watched the the camping episode uh, the other day, um, I had received. I was the only one out of all four that had received some really good compliments, especially about like my side dishes and. When I watched the episode, they destroyed me. So I was like, man, I guess I had that one wrong. Wow. Yeah, so, brother, this next week, uh, Chef Keegan Gerhardt uh, from Food Network uh, Acclaim, he's going to be on. Is there a preview you can give us of what's going to come up this next week, uh, Thursday night on uh, Bravo at 8 p.m.? Yeah, this next this next uh, week is is a, is a is a really fun week. Um, you're you're going to see. A he's, lot not of going he's not going home. He's not going home. You're Not if it's a fun week. Yeah, yeah, I think you got him on there. If it's a fun week. I got I you on one of them, brother. I think he's safe. Huh? I got you on one of them. Go ahead, my man. It's going to be a fun week. Why? Yeah, you're going to have to see what's coming up. There's going to be some uh, some uh, some really fun German-inspired uh, dishes, uh, influences. We're going to taste some Rattlers, which, you know. Uh, We're losing everybody. In German himself. Is, is such an amazing chef. I mean, we all respect him, and he's so honest and, and so true uh, to, to form. Um, so it, it, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, Keegan Gerhardt will be in studio with us next uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on the Modern Eater Show. And um, it's it, it's going to be – it's like – it's it's going to be terrible to not have you here, but we'll, we'll manage. Four by Brother Luck, where is it? Uh, I'm down in Colorado Springs. you got to come see me. Uh, right downtown, 321 North Day Home. Love it. Thank you so much, my man. Um, continued luck, uh, brother. <laughs> uh, you, you, you don't need it, man, but you're just killing it. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, 
I'm having a blast. I'm honored to be a part of the Top Chef family. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still in my kitchen grinding out every day making making fun food. I'm a novice chef, but if you go to the Modern Eater Facebook page, just to oblige me last night in my kitchen, I made some scratch chicken curry. And um, oh, I, I, I want you to... Yeah. No curry powder at all, my man, right from scratch. <laughs> Pestle and mortar, um, muddling it up all the coriander and the ginger and the garlic, and and uh, I was having a lot of fun. Would you take a look at that? Oh, I will definitely get on there and check it out. Thanks, dude. Later on. All right, talk to you guys. There he is. I'm having a – we're going to call Carrie back. I mean, we'll probably take a break. Well, come we have back. Juan here with us. Well, I know, but I want to do a proper goodbye. Well, I, I, I feel bad gentleman. leaving her hang like You're that, sweet. you know? Well, yeah, he, she might not come back. Good well, luck. No, Good she luck, did. 6.30 on a Saturday night. She I better know. not come back. That's right. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Juan, I was, let's, let's do this. Uh, so here's Carrie. Let's do the uh, – so, Carrie, we lost you there. Um uh, I think that was a proper exit, actually, because Juan freaked me out with this question. And basically, <laughs> he, he you, oh, go ahead, Juan. Go ahead, Juan. Carrie, I was I was talking about when the news came in to do uh, a little preview prior to the opening, <laughs> and I was standing behind the bar with our PR person, and I heard you uh, tell an audience that. Uh, your entourage was accompanying you to the preview or the, 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 the party at the Maven. And I thought to myself, wait, I'm in Carrie's entourage. <laughs> so my, que- my question was, how does it feel that the owner of your restaurant is in your entourage? How does it make you feel, Juan? <laughs> wow. Oh, good See? one, huh? <laughs> Do we have, you make we have him a walk behind you. We have a, you? We have a, we have a big. That's right. That's right. We have a big announcement coming this week. So yeah. Carrie, Carrie, that's where Carrie's getting the confidence from. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It probably comes from uh, winning Top Chef, right, Carrie? Come on now. I'm sorry. I always <laughs> Carrie. He he tried to get brother again too, and it didn't work there either. That's right. Although brother. That's so, Carrie. Thank you. We Jay wanted to make a point. Let's get Carrie back on the phone because he wanted to give you a proper fa- farewell this evening. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, she, she better not get back on the phone at six thirty on a Saturday night. That's right. Back oh, to work, man, Carrie. Yeah. Gotta go, guys. All right, <laughs> later on, Carrie. We'll catch up next week. Okay. Thanks, everybody. I'll thanks. talk to you soon. You bet. Bye. <laughs> what a every week is so much fun catching up with she's, these guys. She's a fun gal. So Juan's in studio. Uh, Juan Padro, owner of Bardo, Senior Bear, Highland Tap and Burger. We're going to come back, chop it up with Juan. Brian Freeman's in studio with us as well. And then um, next hour, we're going to jump into some whiskey with our uh, friend Dustin Evans uh, from Rocker Spirits. He's he's in studio as well. And then we're going to do Happy Leap Kombucha there in studio. Kombucha. Yeah, we've got a, it's a party right here in the iHeart Studios. All right, we'll take that break. We'll come right back. Where'd Juan go? He went to uh, the little uh, gentleman's room. Okay. That's acceptable. Yeah. He All went right. to a uh, senior bathroom. Too, too much. <laughs> too much happy leaf. All right. Let's take that break. Come back. The Modern Eater Show right here. iHeartRadio. Hey, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing down in Durango. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options, and they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinct horchata milk stout thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles my sincere hope is that intrepid sojourner beer project will inspire adventure and wanderlust come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn located at 925 west 8th avenue in the heart of the arts district on santa fe for everything intrepid look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally locally Okay, back to the Modern Eater show in just a minute. That was so much fun uh, to talk to Carrie Baird and Brother Luck. But right now, I need to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. First of all, um, congratulations, Jeff and Kristen Rourke. Had a brand new Christmas present, and it was a baby. And it's just <laughs> it's the cutest little thing, and, and I get to I look at them online. But uh, more importantly... Uh, not more importantly, terrible. <laughs> Less importantly, uh, the guys, he's the industry standard. Uh, A-plus beverage solutions, what do they do? They in- install tap lines. They do maintenance. They do refrigeration. He's pretty much uh, the, the most trusted man in the business. A-plus beverage solutions, they just got done doing the build-out for Tap 14 um, down there on 19th Avenue, right next to Keegan Gerhardt um, at D-Bar. And 70 tap lines, just fantastic. And you're pouring delicious Colorado craft beer at Tap 14 specifically, and the brewer wants you to drink the beer like they brew it and intended it to be poured. You don't want to have inefficient draft systems because what are you doing, Jay, if you have an inefficient draft line? You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't be dumb. Pour your money down the drain. Get it done right. Get an A-plus on your report card, Jeff Rourke from A Plus Beverage Solutions will do that for you. You can get a hold of them at 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Get an A Plus with A Plus Beverage Solutions. Ciao Tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? From Tattoo Bella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, full house. 
right here in the iHeart Studios, and we're going to jump back to it. In studio with us right now is Brian Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, new sponsor of the show. You're going to hear Brian's voice a lot. And Juan Padro from Bardo, Senior Bear, and Highland Tappenberger, quite the resume. Back to you, Um, Brian. Let's talk a little shop here with Juan. Juan, there you go. Bardo, Senior Bear, Highland Tappenberger. Are they all like your babies, or can you pick one's your favorite? Uh, they, for different reasons, you know, I mean, Highland Tap was the, uh, was the first one that we did. And, and uh, I think that's, uh, an important restaurant for reasons that are important to me, uh, which is it's in the community that I live in and it's the community gathering place. Do you it's, live in Highland? I do. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's, it's just a place where people can come and, uh, and, and celebrate or, or, or mourn or whatever, whatever they're going to do. It's, it's, uh, it's come as you are. And so I think it's a really important business to the area, um, beyond food. It's so. really anchored as well. I right. mean, just you go past, you, do you own that block? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have the lot, we have Bardo and then we have and we have Highland there, and then around the corner is is Senor Bear, and then in Sloan's um, we have uh, Tappenberger at Sloan's Lake, and on uh, Raleigh and Conejos there in the new uh, St. Anthony's uh, development over there. So in I was born in St. Anthony, by the way, uh, the old one where you were. Um, do you feel like you're competing against yourself in some fashion to have restaurants next door to each other? Um. I, you know, I don't, I haven't really thought about it as competition against, against myself. We definitely, uh, cannibalize, uh, a little bit for sure, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I mean, you know, we're a development group, so, um, we're here to provide opportunity for, uh, for our people and, and to help them grow. And we invest a lot of money in training and education and, um, the more opportunities that we can create, uh, the better for, for uh, the folks that work for us and you know we can grow and it's not all about the it's not all about the dollar at the end of the day for us so mm-hmm. um, it's about uh, creating a business that uh, is sustainable long term so. Brian well, one that that brings up something really important uh, you, you've surrounded yourself with some great people you know Max incredible talent uh-huh. um, yeah he's talking about chef that in the city yeah. yeah I mean you've got you know well and then his even his wife gives him inspiration I'm sure sure Jen's in, also in more great. ways yeah I yeah. mean she's incredible and so you guys you're you're the business he's the he's the the food or talk about that yeah so the way we're broken down uh you know katie uh really is probably the most important cog in the engine uh she allows us to make uh decisions uh for the business so uh she's the finance person and uh she's uh brilliant she's a cfa masters in math from harvard I uh, was an investment banker for 10 years, and she does all this predictive modeling that allows us to go out and spend money that uh, that uh, may not even be in our bank account yet. You know, she, oh, she can figure cool. it all out. So, and I think that's the biggest competitive differentiator for us, more than food and 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 more than relationships, is the fact that um, you know our finances are so tight. And then uh, you know Max. Um, in my opinion, uh, is the best chef in, in Denver and is a national level chef. And, uh, I think one of the only, uh, chefs in Denver, um, that can be talked about at that, on that level. So, uh, there are more, uh, Denver is a really good food city, but I think he's the best. Uh, is Denver a good food city? It's a very good food city. It's yeah, we super... don't get, we don't get the props like we should. Yeah, it's underrated. So, um, I'll share something with you guys. Uh, we are opening up, uh, this is our first sort of licensing partnership deal. It's really, it's, 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 it's a hybrid deal. I don't really know how to determine it, but uh, we're opening a Bardot, uh, called Sophia in New Orleans. 
And uh, and, and the story behind that is that uh, a, a CEO of a restaurant group down there on his way to Telluride, his family's place, got snowed in in Denver, Googled best Italian, ended up at Bardell, fell in love with the food, uh, contacted his money manager who worked at Merrill Lynch here in Denver, and was like, hey, do you know these guys? And he's like, yeah, I invest in Sloan's Tappan Burger with them. And uh, so he called me and said, hey, would you take a meeting with these guys in this group from New Orleans, which is a really great group. Ruth Chris. Not Ruth Chris. Ah. <laughs> Even better, better, better. Wait, wait to hear this. Uh-huh. Wait to hear this. It is better. So this guy comes up. His name is Billy Blatty. And uh, he owns places in Nashville, Dallas, Fort Worth, New Orleans. And uh, he said, we've been looking for two years for a modern Italian concept. We don't really have that style of food in New Orleans. And, uh, and this is the best one I've seen in the country. And that's a tribute to Max. So I was open to the conversation and we went back and forth for about six months. And uh, before we decided that we were going to get into this relationship, but I couldn't get this blatty thing out of my head. Blatty, blatty, blatty. His dad is William Blatty, who wrote The Exorcist. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Not crazy? Yeah, that's that really cool. Yeah. So, anyway, which, by the way, the scariest movie that it has <coughs> ever been made and probably will far. ever be made, right? And you know, for uh, uh, I don't know whether this is true or not, but when I was a kid, they said the original uh, of that film that they would flash suggestive messages in it to make you just sick. Mm-hmm. In, in the anybody else heard that mm-hmm. that they would flash uh, uh, messages during the movie and it would give you telepathic? I don't know. I don't know. That explains a few things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, When's we, that going to happen? So that'll be midsummer. Um, midsummer? So, yeah, we're already uh, in demo down there. And then yeah. we have uh, the uh, Bellevue and I-25. We have another Tappan Burger. And then we have Morin, the, the French concept, which is, uh, you know, Morin is, is, is Max's family name. Uh, Max is uh, French. Uh, and, uh, and, it is. It, we're doing sort of modern French bistronomy out of there um, at dinner, and then maybe some more traditional type stuff. For we're going to do brunch seven days a week there. But you know, my, in my opinion, he's the only guy in the city that can pull off that style of food. So wow, gonna have to get a house down there. Enola. Yeah. Hey, Billy's got a few of them. He lets us stay in them. It's great. I think I think the old man might have made a few bucks. Ah, you're living the rough life, huh? Okay, um, I want to do this just because I think it's very, uh, first of all, there's no reason. So Puerto Rico, you, you've got ties. What are your ties? Well, my father's Puerto Rican, um, and uh, he's the only one up here, so the rest of the family's down there. Uh, between San Juan and then in some of the rural areas in the mountains, and my mother and father spent half their year down in uh, in the southwest part of the uh, of the island in the mountains down there. So. so Puerto Rico, I mean, here's the deal: and living in, you know, here we are in the United States and so close to Puerto Rico, and yet they're still hamstrung. They're just cut off at the knees. What's the state of the state there right now? Um, so it's Puerto Rico is a really interesting place. It's part of the United States. Uh, the last poll I saw was that 68% of the people in the United States did not know that, uh, which is part of the problem. That's something else. It is something else. Um, not surprising. <clears throat> the, uh, the the cities doing the cities are doing okay. You have Ponce Mayaguez and, and San Juan. They're um, you know they're functioning. Like you go out in the middle of the day and it's like any other city. Um, but in the rural areas and in the poorer parts of the cities, uh, they're really struggling. Uh, no water, uh, no food, no light, um, and uh, you know the feminine hygiene is is a big issue down there. 
Um, and, uh, you know, for a long time, just, you know, getting gas to move stuff around the island was tough. Uh, there's this thing you may have heard of in the news called the Jones Act, uh, which secures the borders, and that's the intention of it. Uh, that's certainly not how it's being used. Uh, we lifted it for seven days, and Russia put ten times the aid that the U.S. put into the island, so uh, it was closed, obviously, for uh, uh, political reasons. Um, we had uh, 57 flights that went down because we couldn't get anything in on a port, private flights, uh, donations, and stuff that we chartered ourselves at about 30000 a flight. Um, we, uh, we, when we were down there, we got backing um, from uh, this really uh, great lady, and I haven't personally met her. I, she's great because of the amount of work she's done, and her name is Bethany Frankel, and she's in the spirits industry. She does the skinny girl product line and she's a New York housewife and then she sent Paris Jackson down with us which is Michael Jackson's daughter to give us a little bit more uh, publicity and uh, we got John Leguizamo did a nice video for us and uh, people really started like jumping on board and it culminated with Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation getting behind us on November 20th which happened to be my birthday um, and uh, they, they negotiated the opening of a port um, so now we have 80 shipping containers um, uh, that have left Jacksonville. Our warehouse is in Miami, um, in Little Haiti, and uh, we're we're at about 15 million pounds of aid. And uh, we're being t I have no uh, knowledge of whether or not this is accurate or not. Uh, we were audited, and, and and the government official told us that uh, he believed it to be the largest private humanitarian aid mission in the history of the U.S. Unbelievable. I, I don't know how. If there's ever been a time I've stayed quiet that long, mm -hmm. um, but listening to you, Juan Padro, talk about this and your involvement is just very humbling. And and it, you'd think being, you know, obviously treated like the bastard state. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's look. Here's the thing: like, we don't we don't need the government to help us out. We just, you know, I have a problem with people preventing help, you mm -hmm. know, from going in. And uh, you know, we went down there on our first trip in in October. And uh, I've been going down monthly. I'll be going down next week again. And, uh, you know, we were looking for hotel rooms to stay at around San Juan. And everything was booked until January. And, uh, and you'd walk into the hotels and nobody would be in them. And it was a situation where finally I went up in this place called the Four, well, Four Point Sheridan, which you're probably familiar with. But it was in Caguas, a little bit south of San Juan. And I and I one of the managers finally walked outside with me and he's like, look, he's like every hotel room on the island and every city is booked and nobody's here to help us. And they blocked them all. Nobody could stay there. They blocked all the NGOs out. Uh, there was an underground, um, almost like an underground railroad type thing of like, you know, rooms where like 10, 12 people were kind of huddling in rooms and staying in them. Um, the. They had, uh, you probably read that, you know, I think today they're saying 64 people died from the hurricane. At the time, it was 51. They were, that, that number's in the thousands. Uh, when you were in the, in the hills, you know, I can tell you that when I was in the hills, I was a first responder and nobody else had been there. And you could smell the carnage. Um, it was pretty serious. Holy so, cow. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have died. So you're putting your weight behind relief efforts. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately... <clears throat> media trends and and how things are publicized sure. and the immediateness of of what it was when it took place but now what can people do you know I, it, number number one is to keep the conversation going 
Um, you know, you saw Jose Andre do good work down there with Jesse Vega from Candela, um, who did who went down with him, and and they cooked meals, and that's one meal, and it goes away the next day. But it's really not about the meal so much as about the conversation. So keeping the conversation going, I think, is really important. Um, like I said, uh, you know, some of the ports are freeing up a little bit, so that's good. Um, you know, they need money. Um, and uh, and they need you to go down there. I mean, you can go down, and now it's 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 loosening up a little bit. Um, I'm actually also going to a wedding there next week um, for Rafa Rodriguez, who's uh, just got nominated for a second Grammy in Soja, uh, which is a reggae band. And uh, so we'll be down there um, uh, for that wedding. And, and and what they're doing is they're doing a volunteer day. Um, so go down there, spend 10 days, volunteer for a few days. I think that's the thing. The biggest thing is that, like, all the people that are down there doing stuff, you're like, wow, you're great. You're doing this. You're doing it. We're no different than anybody else. You can do it, too. Mm-hmm. So be a part of the process. That's, listen, man, hats off to you. You're right. Uh, don't be a slacktivist. You know, you get down, get your hands dirty. We went long on this. We'll do In the Kitchen in the next hour. I mean, it's just right. Brian Freeman, we're going to talk um, – uh, produce and proper refrigeration kind of coming off of that man you just I just everything's so humbled humbling when you think of it and you're you're just in the trenches all the yeah. time with this it's inspirational too though man you know it's not all doom and gloom people still wake up and they pull their pants up in the morning and you gotta work you know so it's it's you know i think um it's a testament to the human spirit and you know the thing i was most proud of is the young kids down there doing work um You've got, we, we worked with the FBI and vetted all the politicians and all the towns because we have all this aid going in and we, you just couldn't distribute it all yourself. You needed a network to do it. And it was these, these mayors that were like 30 years old and went to school in the U.S. and came back and wanted to make a difference. And, and uh, this is, you know, pre-hurricane and uh, are making a difference because we were up in the hills with them and people knew them. They were up there rolling up their sleeves doing work. So I could listen to you talk for, geez, forever. Um, come back to the show. Let's do more. And and I I want to do whatever we can to see what we can do to help. It just seems so small. But Juan Padro, thank you. Bardo, Senior Bear, Highland Tappenberger. Continued success. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. it. Thanks for having me on, guys. We're going to take a break. We'll go up to the top of the hour, and then we'll be back with the Modern Eater Show right here on iHeartRadio. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit, rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Bad, immoral, 
and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. Here we go. Second hour of the Modern Eater Show right here on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, walking Juan Padro down. And um, first of all, the guy, uh, we were a little behind and I, I couldn't push him out because he just has such powerful things to say. And um, I, D- I, Dustin Evans here from Rocket, Rocker Spirits. As we're as I walk back into the studio, you know, he says, "Just wow, what what work this guy is doing," and um, and he's clearly, you know, a modest guy, you know, and just yeah. saying, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm just like everybody else," and and totally. And, and here's the thing, though, is, is, is whether he would admit it or not, I can say it because I'm on the outside looking in. He's not just an, uh, another guy because most people would not go to those extremes. And he's got the personal connection with family, obviously. But Greg, you know as well as I do, there's more to it than something like that. To where it's like, okay, your father's from there, so you have a personal tie. When there's said, there's more to it in the sense of who you are as just a human being first and recognizing responder? that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I I I mean, and it's like I was speechless. Yeah. I mean, I was I speechless. Was uh, to... So we're gonna follow that journey with him, and I think that everybody, you know, don't don't forget, Puerto Rico is in desperate. It's just decimated. Yeah. I mean, it. it... It totally is. So uh, we'll get back with Juan. I, I think that that's very worthwhile. So he came in from out of town. He got off a flight. He Ubered over here, and, and thank you to that. This hour, uh, Happy Leaf is in studio, uh, Toby Gerard, and uh, he's a sales manager there. And Dustin Evans, Rocker Spirits. We're going we're gonna to get down with the brown and talk all Rocker Spirits because I uh, just adore this brand. It's, got, it's just forged with passion and um you you hear dustin's commercial run all the time you need to go see dustin down in littleton so we'll catch up with dustin at 7 30 and uh, brian freeman again uh, walking walking down our uh, guest juan so brian freeman from growers organic turned into an instant friend and he's just um yeah Yes. Oh, he's a great guy. I just want to uh, remind you that, uh, and also coming up for booze and news there's a new brewery in town alternation that's brewery. right Alt Brewing and Brendan uh, Plesco is, I think, probably on his way. So let's do this. I'm a huge fan, and kombucha is one of those things to where uh, the first day, and first of all, welcome, Toby. To hey, the thanks. Show. How are Jay. Thanks yeah. for having me. Really excited. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, kombucha is one of those things that has turned on to me uh, a couple of years back, but it tastes like tobacco. <laughs> and, and I thought it was the worst thing ever, and then it kind of has this. Um, this stereotype of you know you got to be hippie to drink it and <laughs> and um, you know real earthy granola and and mm. what are you doing drink Boy. it but but it's delicious hey. and it, and and it's a soda alternative to me I don't even drink soda anymore because of kombucha do you hear a lot of that stuff Toby yeah that's uh, definitely what we really push it as is a healthy replacement for juice or soda uh, because of the fermentation aspect in there uh, it's very low in sugar content. Um, and it's organic cane sugar, so it's not fructose, corn syrup, or any extracted processed sugar like that. So, let me let me ask you while you say that because you're gonna know more. Wait, about let's it. do this. Kombucha. <laughs> say kombucha. Oh well, I was gonna do I was gonna do that. Too. Read this top line of this piece of paper right here. Uh, 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 it's, it's Happy Leaf Kombucha. 
Well, I think we settled that. I think I'm saying it wrong now. <laughs> uh, but back to my uh, original thing is is talk for you know just ten seconds about uh, fructose uh, sugar versus you know pure sugar and 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 why that's better. Yeah, I mean we obviously use uh, organic cane sugar in there. It produces a much kind of cleaner uh, food for the yeast to consume and uh, gives it an overall cleaner profile. Uh, cane sugar is much easier for your body to process, um, so in turn it's just much better type of sugar for it um and then we also have sugars from the fruit juices that we use uh in the cans also thank so, you so so yeah. and, and in the process sugar is important uh, exactly to yeah. kombucha so yep. first of all happy leaf what is happy leaf yeah happy leaf it's is got, a, you, are you another dispensary nah. is that what that is <laughs> uh, we often get confused <laughs> with the dispensaries but no we're uh we're a, a local kombucha brewery here uh been in operation for roughly six years uh, started at the Cherry Creek Farmers Markets, actually, uh, bringing uh, five, ten gallons of uh, kombucha. Is that where you met this character, Brian Freeman? <laughs> uh, our owners and Brian go way back uh-huh. from uh, from the restaurant days and and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, it started at uh, uh, in the Cherry Creek Farmers Market, uh, and then had a tap room and restaurant on Brighton Boulevard. Since moved uh, about two years ago to Edgewater, so we have a uh, tap room and restaurant based in Edgewater, and then we have a separate brewing facility that handles all the production and that's off-site uh at about sixth and sheridan you're our very own yep right yep. here colorado yep Born love that yep. i just love colorado companies yeah. so cool yep. how do you make kombucha uh kombuchas uh essentially what we're doing is we're making a texas sweet tea so we're blending green and black teas uh and then the organic cane sugar which i mentioned that serves as the base uh medium for the fermentation uh for all our flavors that we do so we take that uh Texas sweet tea, and then we ferment it with uh, a bacteria of yeast, uh, sorry, a culture of bacteria and yeast, and it stands for SCOBY, which is a S-C-O-B-Y, and that's uh, an acronym for a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeast. Stop it! Yes. SCOBY. Yes, Scobie. I learned something. SCOBY. That's I right. thought it was like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I just the, and, and that tells you how I, how yep. little I know about. But I want to know more. I want to yeah. learn more about. Yeah. Uh, so kombucha. the scoby lives in the tank, uh, and that's what does the fermentation. And it kind of looks like a pancake. Is it alive? It, yeah, it's very much alive. Uh, it's yeast and bacteria living together harmoniously. Um, and so with beer, wine, and cider, uh, when you ferment, the yeast is eating sugar and producing alcohol. With kombucha, the bacteria that's present uh, consumes any alcohol made by that yeast. So you get a very harmonious beverage that's uh, a fermented product without the, quote, negative uh, you know, side effects of alcohol to it. So is there technically, you know, trace amounts of alcohol? And yep. and, and yeah. I, tell me if I'm right about this, because I talked to a guy who had a little bit of uh, no. le- legal problems. <laughs> and he told and I was saying, listen, I'm sober these days, and it's, I'm so depressed over it because I can't have rock yeah, and His spirits. UA would be dirty. <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and he told me yep. that, he, that his UA would be dirty from drinking kombucha and uh, non-alcoholic beer because there's, you know, trace amounts in that. So I can't talk to, to UA results, uh, obviously, specifically. Our kombucha has— uh, I can't but- either, thank <laughs> You know. Our kombucha has between 0.5 and 0.3% alcohol, which uh, is lower than most non-alcoholic beverages, uh, non-alcohol, or sorry, uh, non-alcoholic beers gotcha. um, in that regard. So uh, our, our kombucha is virtually non-alcoholic. It's what we brand it as. Uh, it's safe for kids and pregnant women alike to, to consume and drink. Your digestive system, at first blush, that's a lot going on putting it right. in, in your body. And right. I have to tell you, I don't know if it's just my mind that's doing it, but after... A, uh, it, it's great for me, first of, first of all, for 
digestive. When I eat, I have a kombucha as yeah. well, yeah. and um, it helps me out. Yeah, it's a great. Uh, I I kind of term it as a, like a digestive in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. uh, and I drink uh, you know a, a glass or two during dinner too. It kind of helps you know uh, the, the food settle and process that way too. Um, but yeah, the biggest terminology you'll hear with kombucha is probiotic, probiotic, probiotic. So because of that fermentation, it has good bacteria to it. Um, and good bacteria, uh, if consumed on a regular basis, will really help your gut process food and nutrients much, much easier. Um, and your gut health is linked to your overall health absolutely. in so many ways. Yeah. And so then, it, it yeah. helps your flora. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And that's a really, really cool. So let me ask you this. I have to, from the consumer standpoint, why is it so expensive? <laughs> we, uh, you know, people think it's just like soda, and they think it's it should be cheap and it should be quick uh, and, and ready-made, and it shouldn't, well, shouldn't you know, it be? take. It shouldn't. <laughs> uh, we, we ferment for anywhere between three weeks yeah. to almost a month. Um, so in that regard, it takes, longer than some commercial beers to make. Um, Time is money. So you kind of have to look at it that way, the process, the product, the ingredients, uh, and, you know, look at it like you're drinking a delicious craft beer. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I kind of hate to use this, but it really is a healthy craft-made soda in a lot of ways. It really is. Um, You You don't like using that term soda. I I don't like using it because it's a completely different thing, but it's, uh, you know, uh, in in kind of a nutshell, it is that. Uh, You know, it's probiotic, it's low sugar, it's vitamin content, antioxidant content, Content to it, uh, it's bubbly like a soda. We do carbonate it to give it a little bit more personality, a little bit more uh, pop with the flavors. Mm-hmm. Well, any soda drinker out there, or pop drinker, depending on where you grew up, knows that it, it's all in the bubbles. I mean, that's what does it for me yeah. when I yeah. use when I yeah. use kombucha right. as my replacement for uh, diet Pepsi because I'm a diet Pepsi mm-hmm. lunatic. Yeah. That's what does it for me. It's mm-hmm. I mean, the, the flavor is nice too, but it's the carbonation mm-hmm. that gets me. That's, I that's what I need. A lot of people, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, making it at home is that something? I mean, obviously, you don't want to take away from <laughs> your. You cannot yeah. make it yeah. at home. Buy Happy Leaf. Don't don't make it at <laughs> don't home. Don't make it at home. <laughs> but uh, you know, fair, fairly easy process, right? Yeah, it's uh, you know, like I described, it's uh, it's tea and sugar, uh, and you know. Uh, I'm, Pretty sure Amazon.com sells scobies that you know get delivered right to your door. Uh, I would just caution people about that scoby. It might not be the healthiest or you know one of one of the best quality ones, but um, yeah, it's 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 a big kind of home brewing movement. Scoby's uh, the days. gift that keeps on giving. It though, does, yeah. It's it? it's a it's a lot like a sourdough mother, mm-hmm. um, where you can kind of keep it going generation to generation as long yeah. as you keep feeding it. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Toby Scoby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that just yeah. popped in my head. Uh, I'm yeah. not the only one to say that, right? No, yeah, it's uh, almost destiny, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's fate. the other thing, too, uh, Toby. Don't worry about how easy it is to make it home because, uh, trust me, there's not enough people, people are too lazy. with enough time yeah, and, and, and motivation lazy. to actually make it. But you when know, you're like own... me and you're drinking so much of it, it really is like a drug addiction. You're spending <laughs> a lot of cash hey, on, I... on, on Happy Leaf. And, and so you say $4 at Whole Foods right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're in Whole Foods and Vitamin Cottage. First of um, all, great. I'm so happy you yeah, guys got that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was a big, big step up. We're uh, we're the only canned uh, kombucha company uh, in the state. We're one of only the few canned companies um, in the nation. So a really cool, unique product uh, and format of it. Typically, you'll see kombucha in like 16-ounce clear amber bottles. Um, same way how the craft beer industry has really migrated towards canning kombucha you know follows that same path where it's uh it preserves the quality of the product much much better um and uh you know it's portable it's poolside ready um it's very kid friendly in this package too 
Um, so, you know, any parent can kind of hand their kid a can of kombucha and not have to worry about it being Man, like a, I'm not you know, giving Pepsi. a kid any kombucha. <laughs> not I couldn't it, even. Man. I ate a round steak until I was like, just set, until I knew the difference between a nice cut of meat. You're not, you're not, well, maybe. I don't Kids these days got a good palate. You know, they so do. They absolutely do. <laughs> and so I, I want to ask this here, here real quick, good. Jay, but, uh, you know, here it is. It's on the scene now. And it's, is it that I haven't been aware or was this just invented? How long has, has uh, kombucha been around? Uh, it's, it's been around for a long time, uh, you know, and sort of kombucha is sort of a new term, but uh, the product itself, the fermented tea is, uh, you know, very old uh, mm-hmm. in that regard. So, um, like I said, Happy Leaf is six years old. Um, we're one of the oldest in the state. Um, so it is kind of a, a fastly growing industry, but we're also beer industry adjacent, so craft beer industry adjacent. So we play really nicely with with that growth of that I think industry you do. too. And, and here's a mention: so Micro Brewfest we do, um, and this last year mm-hmm. you guys yep. poured yep. at Micro Brewfest. Mm-hmm. I have to mention this because if you're struggling with alcohol. Or, or, or beer, that type of thing. If I put down booths for a while, I go straight to the kombucha, and I got to tell you that the, the urges really aren't even there. Yeah. And it's a great substitute um, to, to beer and, yeah. and alcohol in general, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, and that's uh, you know definitely a good selling point for us. We're on tap at uh, various breweries, uh, restaurants around town. Some people do cocktails with us, but... Uh, Here's a cool place Happy Leaf is on tap at, Zero Market and yes, Stanley Marketplace. Yes, yeah. uh, Lindsay, Big shout out to Zero Market. Yeah, Lindsay yeah. does a great job there, and, and I fill, I bring my containers in. and I fill You know where else they're at? They're at uh, Chaluna Brewing in the Stanley Marketplace. Yeah. They're We're also in. at uh, Alternation, uh, our next Alternation. Uh, guest up here. Yep. They're also at Intrepid house. Sojourner Beer Project. Brian, you've been absent. Sit down here. <laughs> We've been talking kombucha and, and just having fun with this. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man, for yeah, coming in. Thanks for having me, guys. Talking this is great. You've got a new one that you just released. We do, yeah. We just canned uh, our orange basil flavor uh, yesterday. So we have a, a core four uh, that are in the cans, and you'll see those in the grocery stores and around town uh, also. And then we're going to really do some awesome, fun flavors in 2018. We're super psyched for it. It's delicious. Yeah. Can we get like a – how do we get something let's on Let's get you a kegerator like, here, and uh, you guys can – Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was going the route of like blackmail, like getting a nude photo of you or something <laughs> like that. And, and, I, told him, <laughs> I told him on the phone – I said, hey, listen, what do I have to do to get you to bring a palette out? <laughs> I'll tell you, and me. that's a testament to how how delicious Good. your yeah. product is. We love it. Man. Yeah. We Happy Leaf really strives to do approachable, really friendly styles of kombucha, all balanced, really clean flavors. Uh, that's definitely what we're all about. Fantastic. Yeah. You're the man. Yeah. All right. Last hour, Juan Padro was in, and we, we just had to sit back and let him talk. So we didn't do In the Kitchen. We're going to do In the Kitchen when we come back. It'll be next with Brian Freeman right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hey, this is Dave Thibodeau from Ska Brewing down in Durango. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. 
take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Bruce Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Hi, very cool. This is like herding cattle in here. <laughs> I heart studios. You know thing. what I need? I need one of those signs that oh, I'm going to hold up that says quiet, please. That's right. You know, well, no, everybody's having fun. And that's the name of the game. I Greg know. Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, uh, Growers Organic. Next segment's going to be Dustin from Rocker Spirits and then Booze in the News with Alternation Brewing and Brandon Plesko. I hope I said his name right. I think I did. He's got the thumbs up for me. That's rare for you, too, because you normally uh, butcher anything. TJ from the back of the room, she said in my ear, who cares? He's a uh, Bills fan. (laughs) (laughs) The playoffs are going hot and heavy right now. All right, Brian Freeman, here we go, man. Are you ready, Brian? I'm here. All right, yes, you are. I'm engaged. Um, You know what? So we we fell in love with Brian for a lot of reasons, but 
Um, you know, he's my age, and we ran in a lot of the same circles, and we think alike, and, and networking is really key, and Dustin's trying to throw him off right now while he's on the air. Um, but Brian, it, the tour of Growers Organic, every time I go down there, I learn something new, but we got to do a little bit of just shopping. You said, hey, you, here's a couple bags, Jay, Greg, Linda from the Bindery, go nuts. Get what you want. I had curry in mind that I was uh, that I made actually last night. Check it out on the Modern Eater Facebook page. Delicious homemade scratch chicken curry. But you came over to my house after we went to Bardot. Uh, come up, have a glass of water, a cup of coffee, just talk back and forth. We were chopping it up up there. But there was the bag, right, that you gave me. The bag that you gave me of all of the great produce that I got from Growers Organic, and did you did you want to faint when you saw that produce still sitting in that bag? Uh, it was a day later. You know what? Like eighty percent of it was okay outside, but there was probably twenty percent that should have been uh, in the refrigerator or under some kind of uh, other temperature. Or in the dark, too. Potatoes. You yes. Gotta, you got to put them in yeah. the dark. So let's just spend a couple of minutes with you here, Brian, and, and talk about proper storage and temperatures for produce just right off the bat. Like the, the, the things that people use every day and what you shouldn't keep next to each other. Because uh, truth be told, a lot of people keep uh, a little basket on their counter with a lot of their... Um, a lot of their fruits and vegetables, like like Dustin, he just put his hands up there. Is that a no no? Yeah, well, at so many levels, there's so. I mean, we're doing, and it's just we're not educated about it. We we don't grow our own stuff. We we don't really care. We buy stuff. We throw it out. You know what? We throw away forty percent. Terrible right now. But uh, you got to look at something. One of one of my old assistants, uh, this wonderful woman Mandy, uh, she used to call maters. And it's all about tomato, which would be the first thing that I would talk about because everyone, it, it kills me when I see them in the refrigerator. They're, they're, they, they need tomatoes to be, should not go in the refrigerator. Ever. But I like when I eat I a like tomato, I like if I slice open a tomato and I just want to eat it, I like it chilled. I like or, it a little Or do you cold. like it chilled or do you like it firm? I mean, wait, do you... I, and there's another myth that I guess you're dispelling is is that by keeping it in the fridge, in my estimation, I think it's keeping it longer and it keeps it more firm. No. Well, it, you explode the capillaries. It keeps it firm because it's just so cold, you know, and there's many things like strawberries, m many berries, peaches, all kinds of stuff. Take it out before you eat it, you know, eight hours, 10 hours a day before you eat it, because there's some stuff that you don't, you know. The, the, and then you you were giving me a hard time the bananas and the apples thing yeah. right so Tell us about so that. if you if you want to jump into something you know because it's really funny you know my girlfriend loves her apples room temperature I love a crisp cold like to me that's an apple but I like you know I'm a Fuji guy mm -hmm. I like a, a crisp semi tart apple um, it, it, but it's one of those things everyone you see these fruit bowls right uh, in the museums in life you think oh you put your bananas your apples your your, grapes, your oranges yeah everything orange. in a in a bowl and the reality is, is it blows up in 2 days and you got all this rotten fruit most people don't realize you know one apples let off the gas that ripens a banana um you know so all of a sudden your bananas get black spots within a couple of days and, and that's just because it's next to the apple. Uh, yeah, yeah, big reason. So I apples mean, and bananas are not friends. Not really. I mean, they're yeah, they're definitely you know both fruits, but uh, not. But they don't like hanging out. Not not hanging out. You know, and then it's like avos. People who store their avocados in the refrigerator, put them near a window, let them ripen up naturally. But you know, then you got to eat them, and that's the hard thing. I think that's a really 
that right there is the hardest damn thing, or darn thing that everybody has is. Uh, Dam's actually one of the things <laughs> that you I can it, say yeah, on this. It's, okay. it's 7.30 on 6.30 K-How. Talking to Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. Dustin Evans is coming up in the next segment from Rocker Spirits. And then Alternation Brewing and Brennan's going to come up and booze in the news as we spend this time. And, and we should probably just do a whole show on this. Where do onions go? Well, onions, you know, outside, it, it kills me. There's another one, people putting their onions like in the Like outside your house? No, well, you could. In your, if, you know, if it was old days, it'd go in your cellar, you know, your okay. root cellar. You... And that's the thing to think about. Anything that's a root would only oh, be stored nice. at, you know, right there, 50 degrees all winter long, 40 to 50 degrees. It's totally fine. It could last you up to three months. And, you know, and that's the, where other people's perception, you know, your potatoes if you're storing them and it's they're not turning green or sprouting because you know they want to get back in the ground, you know it's a plant, Mother Nature, that whole weird thing that we think chemicals, you know, sometimes chemicals might be needed. So but, you traditionally, know. Um, here's your refrigerator layout, and you've got a crisper that it, it that's at the bottom. When I was a kid, and the, the groceries came home, all the vegetables went into the crisper. Yeah, only if it's green. Only that's if it's green. like right there. It's an easy nice. an easy thing. If Love it's it. green. Put in the crisper, your lettuces. If it's if you've got the tops on the carrots, you can. Or if your kids don't eat bell those. peppers. Oh, you know that's a hard one because bell peppers. We do not have the right temperature in our house. Bell peppers are one of those fifty degree things, but they could be a little bit down in the forties. They're they're actually really happiest in like forty two to forty five degrees. Let me ask you this because my girlfriend swears this is true, and I want to be able to tell her she's wrong she says when you cut up an onion and you dice it and you put it in the fridge that it turns toxic yes no gases no well there yeah there is something about that but i i toxic is like you know the little little baby steps there right. into that one um right. it's not really you know it's like eating the seeds of an apple you know okay it, it, it would take a lot of seeds man. brian how come nobody's how come nobody's ever invented something that would keep all of those temperatures for, for produce that's an interesting idea you know i i mean i think the reality is because it's just so darn hard to to keep i mean like stuff that's really in your fridge you know i i store stuff at 32 degrees and everyone's like oh doesn't it freeze but they don't realize everything that is when it's cut, it's it's dying, and that's a sad yeah. thing. We're trying to keep it alive, and trying you, to get the you life mentioned out that. of it. You, you're, you, know? you say I'm a glorified mortician for produce, uh, right? Yeah. You're not and, supposed to say that out loud. Uh, oh, really? Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but and, and as we wrap this up, I think that that goes to say for all of us that once we're a consumer and it goes home, and and let's face it, produce isn't the cheapest thing in the world. Um, to keep your body going, and and it's a lot easier to go get yourself a a, a McPick two or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. That that's an easy thing for Americans to do. But when you're spending so much money on something, proper storage and handling is is huge, is, huge, huge. Turn down turn down your refrigerator. Usually, yeah. that's the reality to it because. It doesn't need to be over 40. Stuff will last way longer. You'll you'll be able to mm-hmm. utilize stuff longer. Mm-hmm. We're, you know. I'm that guy. I have so, my fridge set as cold as I can possibly have it without it freezing. So in a couple of weeks, we're launching the brand new um, moderneater.com. And Brian's going to be a columnist in that. And your, one of your first articles, I believe, should be um, proper produce. Storage temps. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I really think so. Because, listen, I'll tell you what, this is what we do all day long, every day long, and you just drop knowledge on us every t- You're just the geek. The I geek like of produce. The geek. Yeah. You're good at it, man. All right. Let's take a break. Um, you, you like whiskey, too, don't you? 
Oh, it is a wonderful thing. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, and our friend next to us yes. right here. Oh, Dustin, my gosh. Dustin, Dustin Evans from Rocker Spirits is going to be on with us. And uh, so we'll catch up with him. And then again at uh, about 747, we'll jump in with Alternation Brewing. Uh, new guys on the block and Brendan Plesko is going to uh, join us from Alternation Brewing. I think they do, and I'm not sure, but all one-offs, all one-off beers. Uh, I'm, I'm not positive, but you'll have to stick around for that. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Gardner Hammond from Alpine Dog Brewing Company, winner of the Micro Brew Fest IPA competition. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston-Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning Dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options, and they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really care. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Okay, back to the show in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about a, a new sponsor of the Modern Eater Show, and that's Chaluna Brewing Company. They're in the Stanley Marketplace, and if you haven't been to the Stanley Marketplace, you need to go check it out. It's an incredible, uh, it's almost like a mini mall. And in there, you'll find a lot of things, restaurants, novelty. Uh, our good friend Lindsay is in there with uh, Zero Market. But you're also going to find Chaluna Brewing Company. And this is a uh, German-Mexican-inspired brewery 
jewelry that uh, takes a lot from Oaxaca, Mexico in their decor. And some of their beers, I got to tell you, are out of this world. For example, the Mezcal Barrel-Aged High-Gravity Passion Fruit Saison. Easy say, for you to say. <laughs> if you can say it, you can drink it. So I encourage you to get down to the Stanley Marketplace. Visit our friend Javi Perez over there. Uh, brewer by day, surgeon by night. You'll have to ask us for more details on that. How about happy hour? A dollar off all pints, Mondays and Tuesdays from 5 to 6, and Wednesdays through Friday from 6 p.m. They were voted uh, top of the town by 5280, Editor's Choice Best New Brewery. So, again, that's uh, Chaluna Brewing. I say check them out, right? Uh, Why not? First of all, cool place, delicious beers, uh, really cool staff. Two-story Tap room. You Stanley can, uh, Marketplace. Go to the top, look down at the other uh, people drinking. Yeah, that's right. Stanley Marketplace. Uh, check them out. Chaluna.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson. Culture meat and cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, back at it. The Modern Eater Show going down the home stretch. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. And also, this is our friend. Uh, we love the guy because we love his work ethic, how he has um, just built a great distillery with him. And Nick Hutch, your distiller. Uh, Dustin, welcome back to the show, man. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Thanks for having no me. And New Year it is. I am just thrilled, and especially to be affiliated with Rocker Spirits, which I firmly to believe um in Colorado nationwide just one of the up and comers and how long how long's rocker been around uh we've been open to the public 19 months uh it's like a baby days. when yeah. does it change <laughs> yeah yeah when, when are you when are you a year and a half old <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well how's the, how's the how's the distillery it's awesome man we're you know we're looking so forward to this year and finally getting our stride you know that first year if anybody's ever uh, opened anything and started yeah. a new business. The first uh, first year is always a little bit. Um, yeah, you've aged ten years. Yeah, I look good, don't I? <laughs> it look good, man. Uh, and Brian here here with us. Um, it, you're a fan of whiskey, right? You're down with the brown. Get up on that microphone. Here we go. Here we go. Here there we you go. go. Here now we go. we're we go. turning you into yes, a radio I, guy. I, I, I'm trying. I'm working baby steps, baby steps. You know, yeah. I might be 19 months old, but <laughs> you drink whiskey well. Did, you, ah, did you. you get thank to you. taste some of the whiskey? Oh, it, it, what Dustin brought into the studio tonight yeah. was just incredible at, at four different levels because he brought us some mixed cocktails, mm-hmm. right? And then we went with a, a special barrel aged, I believe it was a port. That is correct. Yep. Uh, you know, That's your new release, isn't it? We just bottled it yesterday. Oh, yeah, man. it's our port finished uh bourbon whiskey. It's um it's our three and a half year old bourbon in a port wine barrel for fourteen months at ninety four mm. proof and it's um how many bottles do you have? Uh so far we're in about five hundred. So we'll have a probably close to about eight hundred and fifty bottles. I'll take a hundred of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a he says, okay. cash, please. I'm just, yeah. I want to stock up Brian for the month. Well, and if you're lucky enough to be one of the people to get one of those 850 yeah. bottles, I mean, because that's, think about it, folks, 850 people yeah. in a town with, I mean, I think we're at 3 million, right? Yeah. I mean, 850 people are only going to be so lucky, you know, get down to Littleton. Are but, they, seriously. Yeah. Are they all numbered? Uh, yeah, we will number them. Are you signing them? Yes. Everyone will be hand signed. 
<laughs> just yours, buddy. <laughs> uh, so people can go down to the distillery now and buy it? Um, our labels come in on Tuesday, so it will be late next week before we'll actually have them for sale. So. Okay, so second year. Here we go, man. And this is what I love. It's time is product placement, the right places, the right people playing with it, the, the right players playing with it. Um, that's going to be exciting to see Rocker not, o- not only in your tasting room, uh, which is a whole nother just great environment place to be. But now it's time to really just do what's your strategy for 2018? Well, Besides just, knowing people like Brian. Yeah. <laughs> and keeping him stocked up with <laughs> That's <our> whiskey. Right. <laughs> I think, you know, you're always constantly learning in your business. And uh, what we learned is, you know, we got to, as you say, walk before we run. And uh, we feel we have a good foundation under us now. Um, learn from your mistakes and become better. So this year for us is distribution is our biggest focus um, because we feel like we can give it the focus it needs uh, before you have to get your feet under you, your foundation under you. And now we want to have that ripple start to reach out and, and reach a bigger audience and be able to support it, support it once we do reach out. You're a contender, man. I'm telling you, you got to go see rocker spirits in Littleton. Um, the tasting room is so cool. It just, and we'll talk about the bottles here in a minute, but you know, your plan of what you're doing, you're up there with these players in this market and the Sean Smiley's of the world and the Michael Myers and the outlaws. And, and, and I just say, watch out here. You come, you, you've got everything you need for success. Um, and, and it's one of these things to where you better, right? There's no turning back now. Yeah. You could have a lot of whiskey in your basement. Yeah, I, I think you're speaking about Al Law. Al Law has, basement is 600 and some odd bottles. Of I've been in whiskey. that dude's. Uh... Is that impressive? Mm-hmm. And to you know that what's so great about this industry, and one of the first things that attracted me is the camaraderie within the industry and people that are willing to give of their knowledge and their time. And you speak of Al Law; he has been one guy that is been a guy that shares his knowledge his time and uh that is just a a testament to the people that are in it so uh that giving back we had juan pablo and juan 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 padro juan padro in earlier and it's just what a commendable guy and i always say judge us not by what we say but what we do and what that guy's doing for his country and his community is great and and the same thing within the spirits industry in this state it's great the the microbrewers kind of paved the road that we're walking on right now. We're so graciously happy for all of that. So I love microbrewers. Don't get me no, wrong, man, I, but my dream is to own a distillery, man. Yeah. I want some to produce your own whiskey, man. That's liquid gold. The, yeah, that's the struggle the, is real, though. The yeah, struggle is. Is, is very real. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, it's such a great thing and. I'm such a fan of the industrial era of our country when we used to make things with our own two yeah, hands Yeah, so talk here. about the bottle and and how it's forged with just uh, off the backs of hardworking Americans, and that's very important to you, Dustin. Yeah, I guess it is. As I've grown up, I've, I've grown up from very humble beginnings, um, hard, blue-collar working family, and um, I just, like I said, I love the industrial era of our country when we made things here. We we produced it with our own hands and the hard work and the commitment to quality and craftsmanship. And, uh, I, I just love all that old vintage Americana and 
So I discovered, and I, I love going to the old junkyards. I'm kind of American picker of my own, and I just love going to the old junkyards. And I found a 1930s oil can. It's a five-gallon oil can. And growing up the way I did, it uh, had a handle on the top of it and a handle on the bottom that you used to pick it up and carry it with. And then as you had to pour it into a tractor or any piece of equipment, you used both handles. But then when you sat it down, it sat on the back handle. Then you roll it forward to dispense the oil and fill your oil cans. And I says, man, that is just so cool and practical. Why did it ever go away? And it was the inspiration to our bottle. So our bottle, you actually pull the cork out and roll it forward, dispensing the spirits out of it. You let go of it, and it rocks back up to its base. So you, that's you, our name. You got to see it, rockerspirits.com. You can see the bottles. But that's that's what – so a guy with a stack of cash and a dream, right? That, is that how that works? Is that it? Man, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't hey, uh, Al Loss. Greg J here real quick. I just want to throw in there, too, uh, he's doing more than whiskey. He does rum and vodka. Because there's some people out there going like, ah, whiskey's fun. Yeah. And, you know, I have a cousin who loves whiskey. I'm not a whiskey guy. You offer rum and vodka, too, for, for the people that, for whatever insane reason, don't enjoy whiskey. You have award-winning rum and a delicious vodka as well. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to have a diversity in your spirits to have everybody be happy, you know. Some people can drink the whiskey. Some people have to have a little lighter edge to it. And then our rum is our rum drinks just like a whiskey. It's a 100% cane sugar product aged in used whiskey barrels. So when we run out of whiskey, we go to the rum. Go and listen rum. how modest he is. He is. You know, <laughs> you guys over there, Greg, Jay, do we know what, what kind of awards has this rum won? Please tell us. Well, our, our rum was voted one of the six best spirits in the nation by Food and Wine magazine. Um, so it was like Christmas all in February for us. We were uh, also on the Today Show with our rum. It was featured on the Today Show. So. He is really humble. Oh, and that's why I love this guy. Super why nice we do guy. business with yeah. these these uh, people that are, are local and they're you know family-owned and operated and just putting their hearts and souls into their product and it really shows it's the people the process and the product and then then you win and you're doing that um thank you as hey, always always thank you for having us in. let's collaborate let's get on it man 2018 let's do it i'm with you you ready don't threaten me with a good time all right man <laughs> there he is that's like our guy a- and we're gonna take brian down there to rocker spirits this next week and uh, that's going to be a fun field trip there, Brian. <laughs> Buckle up, man. Put the JMO aside. Oh, yes, I will. I will. This is so much better. We it's recommend so much Uber better. as a good pairing with our whiskey. You're that's right. right. Yeah. All right, Alternation Brewing coming up next. Brendan Palesco. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to see about what's going on with this new brewery, man. Jake, guess what happened right now? Mm, that was a brewery opening up. Just opened up. Yeah. Another one right there. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct 
distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. It's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. First of all, what a bang-up show this has been. Craig Hollenbach, Jay Parker, the Modern Eater Show, booze in the news right now. All the booze news you can use, and we're going to do this because it's really cool. Uh, Alternation Brewing, I believe they're in the South Platte area on Broadway. And joining the show right now is Brendan Plesko, and welcome to the show, Brendan. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, yeah we're in, uh, so we're on at 1539 South Broadway. Um, if you if you know the breweries in the area, we're about three blocks south of Black Project and about two blocks north of Grandma's house. And I mean, we're also two blocks east of Declaration and maybe about four blocks from the west Bob. of Platte Park. So we're pretty much you know in that little You're star it, area. Yeah. But you know we like to think of they ourselves. call that the Green Mile. Yeah, the Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, we're in the Overland neighborhood, so that's that's technically what it's called. But um, here you yeah. are. We like to think of ourselves as a little bit, a little bit different. We, like you, like you had mentioned, as into the as in the lead in. Um, pardon, we, pardon me, because I don't know what's your role. So I'm the owner brewer. Uh, it's me and my wife Jen. We own it, so we're there pretty much all the time. It's so of, you used to be an engineer. Or no, something like no, that. no. I mean, we no. always hear this like everybody <laughs> freaks out. They're an engineer, and then all of a sudden they're brewing beer. <laughs> so I've homebrewed for about seven years. That's my only background, you know, and took it really seriously. Um, I'm a CPA, so that's my, my day job. So. I'm still working the day yeah, job. So, you have to. Uh, yeah, I know. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to quit that soon. But um, He says, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the dream. So let me tell you how we got turned on to you. So we're at Growers Organic with Brian and hanging out in his office with Emily, his sales manager. And Emily says, um, here's a new brewing company, you guys. Alternate, and, and she knows that we do micro brew fest and, and we work with a lot of breweries and we like to be in the know. And she says, have you heard of Alternation Brewing? I'm like, no, I haven't. Yeah, Surprise, it's terrible. Oh, we're flat-footed. And um, the, the Brian and Emily turning us on to you and uh, gives Jay the phone number. To give mm-hmm. you a call, and then here it is. Uh, you, a day later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 24 hours You're later. right here. First of all, so thank you for coming in here, and we want to spend the next five minutes just letting you rap and talk about But I understand that your model is the one-offs. You're doing small batch. Yeah, so we're on a three-barrel system, which is the equivalent of um, about six kegs that you're used to seeing at a party, um, each batch. So, um, yes, the concept is rotating uh, basically you know, small batch beers all the time. Um, what we'll do is we'll, you know, we have a, a lot of staples. I have probably about 100 recipes that I've brewed over the course of the last seven years. Um, and a lot of them will come out and go away for a while and come back. And then some of them might not come back for a really long time. Um, you know, I'll probably rotate about four or five different IPAs. And then, you know, like we, I brought into the studio today Genesis, which was the, actually the first beer that we did, which is a bourbon-aged mocha porter. Um you know, that might not come back till next winter. So, you know. Is that model going to hold up, though, man? Because you're going to have some beers that people are going to be like, I need this to stick. My yeah. <laughs> my life depends on this beer. We, we've had, you know, we've had, like, we've already seen that. 
Um, I think that there's been more intrigue into the constant changing than there has been into the, hey, I really want to hold on to that beer. Um, Because things are on long enough where it's like, you know, it's it's six kegs, so you're probably looking at, you know, about a month, a month and a half where things are on. So, you know, and then really what we look at is like, hey, you get the opportunity to kind of come into the brewery. You know, the space is real quaint, really small, you know, dim lighting. We did a lot of the, like, uh, me it, and Jen. It kind of fits the model. Yeah, we, we did a lot of, the, we did pretty much all the construction finish work ourselves. Um, you know, and I love guys in, yeah. like this. I mean, like, I, you know, we're, we work our butts off of it. <laughs> so, how, many, how many beers do you have on tap? So we have, uh, we have the space for 10. Uh, well, so we'll always have two non-alcoholics. So we have Happy Leaf Kombucha. Toby hooked us up with the first keg that we ever, hey, and that sold out. The, the kombucha sold out quicker than anything else. <laughs> so Toby's still, see, Toby's still hanging out. Toby, yeah. Toby from Happy Leaf, and he's one of those guys. It's like he he's always at the party. You're like, why is this guy always here? He's yeah, at the yeah. party all day, yeah, and you just like, want him cool there. Guy. Yeah, cool no, he guy. is. Yeah. As yeah, so so we'll we'll have ten taps, and we'll we'll always have a good balance of styles, right? Like, uh, not everything's a bourbon aged mocha porter. It's mm. you know certain things. Like right now, we have a farm. Boy on, which is a farmhouse ale, really light, easily drinkable. Yeast, yeast is very prevalent in it. We have an imperial red ale, so it's you know you, you kind of hit all all your spectrums, and you're gonna try to keep that spectrum moving all the time. So you know? ingredients are very important. Huge, to you. yeah. The sourcing absolutely. ingredients, what yeah. you're getting. Um, our guys over there at Brews Beers made a delicious beet beer, which I was like, oh man, I don't know, man. and it was so. Bru- cool. Brews makes fantastic beer. Yeah, doing and, and I, speaking of ingredients, I'll give you a shout out. Okay. So I'm working with right. Emily at Grows Organic, and so literally today I brewed a, uh, it's basically a Pilsner, it's about 50% Pilsner malt, 50% wheat malt, um, and I'm going to, it's a 100% Brett yeast, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with yeast, but we won't, we don't have to get too far into it, and I'm going to age that on pears from Growers Organic, from Emily and Brian, they're going to hook us up 68 pounds of pears, so it's going to be kind of intense. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it, I don't know if I'm going to dice it. Or if I'm gonna like applesauce it. Can I don't we really document know. whatever you do with that? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's uh, for let, sure. You know because yeah. Well, I'll, I'll post it on, on social media and stuff. And yeah, well, we'll yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we'll yeah. It's I, probably about a month age. So I'll month say age. I'll, I'll say this, Greg. I love the idea of it. every time I go in there, I have an opportunity to have something different. I'm on the fence. No, you, don't I, be, don't I, be. I felt I'm on that. The but here's my here's my thing is because it's beer. Yeah. Right. So it's like if you're a beer lover, especially craft beer, it's like me personally. But sometimes I go to breweries knowing that that in no, my mind I, I know, know what I'm going to get. But may, maybe you look at it more like sitting at the chef's table. Well, here I think here's the way you really have to look at it. Like there's a million breweries in Denver that you can go do that, and, and they're fantastic. Some some of the best breweries in the country. I mean, like like Dustin was saying earlier, like this community is incredible. I mean, there is nothing like the Colorado community when it comes to craft brewing. The help, the just the the involvement, every like just the knowledge. So there's plenty of that. Can you I can do you, it. Can I ask? Will you brew the show a beer? Oh, absolutely. That's the that's the can beauty we, of it, right? I, yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, so, actually, like we're I want to do the Modernator beer. Sure. Hell yeah. You you promise? Yeah, absolutely. We can okay, do an email. So, I'll set it up. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk and, about and it. I'll bring it on the show. Organic. Yes, and Greg, jump in there because, listen, here's the the beauty of life is the seasons change, man. Yes. And it just like our food and our beer yeah. and everything that goes together with they it. They say seasonal fare for, for food, right? That is seasonal beer. is is just. Well, let me tell you this. You mentioned Jay Parker here. You mentioned I like to go to this brews because I like this one beer. You know how much better that beer tastes when it comes back around, when you can't have it for a couple uh, of months? See, look at this. And when it, comes, when it comes back it, around and you're alternation like, oh. brewing. Okay, I'm going to give you. <laughs> here, here it is. So we have one minute left in the show, and I want you to do this, Brandon. I always call it the elevator speech. You've got to so long 
long, you know, usually it's 30 seconds or so. Take 30 seconds and tell people why they need to come visit you at Alternation Brewing on Broadway. Well, you know, I think outside of the beer itself, you know, the beer is our main staple. Like I, These are handcrafted beers where we are, you know, I'm brewing every single batch. I'm in there on a Saturday morning at 4 a.m., 6 a.m. for the last three months brewing beer. Um, everything that we do, a lot of time goes into it. Um, a lot, like me and Jen are, are constantly thinking of different ideas that we can, you know, come up with for the beer and also for the tap room. But just like a cozy spot where you can come in, there's not a TV in the in the building. Uh, we have we're gonna have a patio coming up in March. The garage doors are up in the front. Like just a really nice spot where you can interact with an owner almost every day. I'm there. I'm there six days a week probably. I would say, you know. And and we just had a six month old kid, so we're really rocking and rolling. But um, Perfect. yeah, I mean, I, I'm in. I'm I'm gonna be in there next good. week. We're gonna come do a field trip. All yeah. right, thank you everybody. Next week, the Modern Eater Show. The Modern Eaters Booze in the News.